guys, it's Kiki and I'm here to review part two of Ohm's Ready to Love season five reunion. Let's get into it. Y'all, I apologize. I know the review's coming a little late, but you know, life got in the way. Work started piling up. You know, I had other stuff going on. And to be honest, part two of this reunion really didn't give. All it gave was delusion. Not to mention, y'all, the new season already started. I'm gonna talk to y'all about that a little later towards the end of this recap because your girl... I need a break, okay? But let's jump into the shenanigans. We have to see a storming off for attention, child. She talking about this is ghetto. These people are over 40 and they're arguing. Well, sis, they're arguing for good reason because Camille's crazy ass is lying about what she said, but we ain't even gonna stay on that. You know, they don't wanna rehash it. Camille, girl, you lying. And quite as is kept, have y'all been um, keeping up with the drama with Camille and Cornelius? Because... Some girl went on Courtney the Leo, mm -hmm, Courtney's IG Live, and she stated that at the time that this reunion was being taped, she was hooking up with Cornelius. And to her knowledge, Cornelius was not in a relationship with Miss Camille. Um, they had met and hooked up, and he told her that he was only with Camille or that their relationship was just for TV, like it wasn't a real relationship. Now, that went viral. And um, who was the girl from last season? Y'all remember Simone from the resort season? She had popped up on the live, but I guess she didn't know that the girl was going to say that. So she was very shocked. But um, yeah, y'all, Camille hasn't really responded. She's just been putting these vague internet posts like, oh, you giving us the Khloe Kardashian, like, oh, betrayal. Oh, you know, the devil put so many obstacles. Girl, stop it. So in real, real life, I don't know what's going on with Camille and Cornelius. Let the girls tell it. Tanika's trying to get everyone to get together. And Zadia and her slave, Naeem, are wanting to talk about their connection. Because none of this is irrelevant. Because they found a connection. Camille found a connection. Aisha has Dante. And Naeem is just so annoying. Like, I could really go on and drag Zadia's alligator mouth-shaped ass. But there's no need. The season is over. She's going to go back into obscurity and remain irrelevant and sad and delusional. So there's really no need. Next, we get to Walter and Sabrina's segment. Who child? It basically states that he was caught off guard with Sabrina not wanting to be with him in the end. And Sabrina reiterates like, Walter, you weren't checking for me. Like, I never felt like I was your number one. You know, Walter has a thing for younger women. So I really probably wasn't going to be his type. And Walter's like... Yes, I do date younger women, but that's because, you know, I was thinking from the perspective of I still want to have children. Sabrina didn't want to have children, which was very confusing to me as to why they were continuing to pursue each other if they had different viewpoints on children. So I had kept wondering that this season and I didn't get it. So Walter just wanted to clarify, like, he's not out here just looking for young women. That was what his purpose was with dating a little younger in his dating pool. Just keeps reiterating that he felt like he and Sabrina were in constant communication and that she should have called him to tell him that he wasn't, to tell him that she was not gonna choose him. I don't think Sabrina owed him that because like Sabrina says, if I was your number one, like you said, you would have known. We would have been in constant communication. There was no way you could not have known, but uh sabrina will always say that walter's communication style sucks and we even said that when we saw that 
Throughout the season, Walter became just very passive and very laid back throughout the whole thing. They did try to ask old girl Moomin, you know, what she thought about it because she was a contender for Walter too. And let Sabrina tell it, Moomin was Walter's number one. But Moomin was like, no, I never felt like I was his number one. Which just reiterates the point that Walter was not feeling this process (laughs) at all. I feel like in the beginning, Walter went in with eyes wide open. But um, like I said, y'all, the casting this season, these people weren't each other's matches. So it was a little off. So they go to commercial break, but Walter and Sabrina hug each other. And, you know, they're on good terms. But I see them being great friends. I just don't think that Walter is what she's looking for in a man. Next, we get Courtney's segment, and she is, like, cringing throughout her segment. And I'm like, now, why are you cringing? You were very forthcoming and very sex positive and very sexually assertive like girl stand in your truth and stand in who into who you were i i'm guessing she didn't like the edit she got on this show but courtney that's who you were you know you was rubbing up on cornelius's leg and he was liking it low-key high-key knowing what we know now so clarifies the not waiting until marriage to have sex she just said that you know she wasn't saying it was a no but she honestly could not see herself waiting two years to be with a man and not have sex with him. Cornelius, I feel like, was lying anyway. And Cornelius, this was my problem with Cornelius early on. His whole thing about abstaining from sex, he was like, he was never 100% about his stance on it. He was just like, oh, well, I'll see if I could abstain. You know, I could be tempted. I don't know. I'll see. I'll see. It's either a yes or a no, sir. You're actively abstaining or you're not. Stop trying to use that as a crutch to let women feel up on your leg. (laughs) Like you either know or you don't know. Next, we get Corny, Corny's segment and how he was pursuing every woman on the show. You know, especially Courtney Mumin. We gonna find out about a third and how, you know, he was just being corny and violating boundaries and lying to these women and telling them the copy paste repeat conversation and how he wanted them to meet his parents. All right, Corey. Um, in his segment, we get a never before seen clip of him crying in a confessional about why he feels like he doesn't know why he always goes up and above and beyond. You know, he just needs to work on it. Like he doesn't even know what he's referencing, but he's crying in the clip. And Mumin, Sabrina and Courtney are on the couch like, where the fuck these tears come from? In the background, Zadia is like, oh, he's an actor. You would know Zadia because you're also fake as fuck. Is acting. Um, when you were crying, was that real? Because you are an actor. Yikes. Camille and Cornelius jumped to his t- defense. And Camille's like, no, don't discount his feelings like that. Don't, what you're not going to do is discount his feet. Camille, shut the fuck up. Um, Mumina's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know. Let, let me shut up. See, Mumin, this is where I have a problem with you. You're in Brown Girl Squad, right? Why you don't ever be checking Camille? Why you never really stand up to her? You let her slide with these little slick comments and her terrible behavior. But when she told you not to discount his feelings, you kind of just slid back in the cut like, okay, Massa, Mumin, I'm gonna need you to grow a backbone in another half of a brain. Also, did y'all notice that Frank was missing throughout this entire second part? Girl, I guess Mumin called up the family and they were on the way because Frank got the fuck out of Dodge. They didn't even reference him at all and he was noticeably absent. But back to Corny Corey. I asked Corey, you know, why were you crying in the confessional? Because all the women on the other couch looking at him sideways. And he's just like, um, you know, you know, 
a subway uh ran over my puppy stop it um Corey starts crying again and i'm just like Corey, like i'm all for black men showing emotion but you are full of shit my good sir i don't believe you like my family used to say when babies start crying for fake show me the tears show me the tears why are you crying sir he says that he just wants to emulate what his parents had and he goes he doesn't know why he does the things that he do but you know in his efforts that's ultimately what he wants a relationship like his parents (sighs) okay Corey. phase throughout this entire segment she's not fucking buying it sabrina says that she has gotten to know Corey, and there's a different side to him that a lot of people don't know Timnika asked Courtney, you know, how she feels hearing Corey express this. Does this soften her heart towards him? I'm like, girl, bye. Uh, and Courtney's like, no, it doesn't change the way I thought about him. You know, it's a different perspective, but it's still a general no for me. We're not done with Corny Corey yet, y'all. Just hold on. Before they leave, Tanika just lets Corey know, you know, all these comments that these women are saying, it's a microcosm of what's going on in the real world. So if the women here are saying this, Nine times out of ten, the women that you encounter in the real world are saying the same thing. I just think Corey's a motherfucking creep. I think there's something... I don't like to diagnose people, because that's not what I'm here for. I do not have a degree, degree, a degree in psychology, but um, Corey's giving mental illness. He's giving narcissists. He's giving pathological liar. There's some issues going on there, and he needs to be in the therapist chair. There. I said it. Moving on, so we have to see a segment, which I'm so glad because she's been wanting attention this entire time. So we go over her journey on this process and how she was never really in the guy's top nor in the bottom. Tanika notes that she and Phil had a connection and she asked her, you know, what should Phil have done differently? Because I know that you would have wanted to be pursued. But Tasia says, no, Phil presented himself and stayed true to himself. Like, And that's one of the angles that I always go to my favorite saying is you know people will always make time to do what they want to do if someone's interested in you they're going to make the time to pursue you if someone wants to you know engage with you or hang out with you or be your friend they will make the effort it shouldn't always be you making the effort and that's kind of what Tasia is saying she's like no Phil presented himself just as how he is himself and if he was feeling me it would have gone a different way but he wasn't feeling me in that way and that's absolutely fine Corey's sitting next to Tasia and Tanika's like, so what's the deal with you two? Um, <laughs> Tasia says she's she's about to press that violence. But in real quick, y'all know the meme with Bow Wow, bow wow like choose violence. Um, so Corey says that, you know, Tasia was not a favorite among the men, which I think was a lie, which I know is a lie. And he was like, after he started to see her and go out on more dates, he was really feeling her. And I guess... Corey and Tasia were in pursuit of each other, shall we say, which Tasia, girl, I don't know why you would ever admit or acknowledge this on national television. You, mean and Courtney, y'all were all falling for court- Corey's Corey ass antics. It says that as far as the love triangle with Corey, Mumin, and Courtney, she was a part of that too. And she didn't appreciate being left out of the narrative again. Tasia, why are you so pressed to be? associated with anything dealing with Corey. I don't know why, child. I don't know why. He basically puts Corey on front street saying that he was requesting dates with her. He was sending her text messages about wanting to meet his parents. Ooh, this nigga ain't shit. Basically stating that Corey told her he was her number one and that he was actively pursuing her. Um, Corey is trying to play to see it to the left. Like, no, that wasn't it. Like, 
you know, even when the guys didn't want you, you know, I, I still put, you know, I was starting to be there for you and say that you're a good person. And Walter finally wakes up and he's like, Corey, like I've been quiet this whole time, but to see it was never in the bottom. A lot of guys liked her. We only ever had positive things to say about her. So please stop the narrative that, you know, you were always taken out for her because nobody else was interested in her. Phil also co-signs and he starts to get a little angry with Corey. Like, like I said, Corey is just a pathological liar. To see it gets up because I guess she feels like Corey's been trying to play her and she shows off that horribly constructed dress girl. Exactly what she wanted to do the first time she stormed off set. But yeah, y'all, Um, I don't, I guess to see if finally had her moment, I guess she felt she wasn't shown enough on the actual show i still don't understand the purpose of all of this like you did this to expose Corey for what we knew Corey was a lame ass nigga before this we knew he's a lame ass nigga during this and we know that he will forever be a lame ass nigga moving on so we get zadia's segment child we're not gonna stay on this too long uh we get her package with her being interested in dante her beefing with Aisha, calling her dense, dumb, and stupid. Her tapping Dante on the nose. We get back. You know, Zadia, why did you do that? Why were you feeling that way? Have you apologized to Dante? Zadia is just going to die on this <laughs> this hill of her just smiling through all the delusion. Um, she says that she spoke to Dante. She apologized. That was not a good look. But that it brought her closer to choosing Naeem. Tanika asks, well, why did you say that? Why did you tell Dante that I was going to choose you? She said that at that point, she was leaning towards being, wanting to be with Dante. Girl, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. Because when he came in the room at the retreat, you was trying to send his ass all the way on the other side. You were already... Just stop it. You had no viable connections. And she's trying to sell the fact that she and Naeem are a great couple. Baby, Naeem is drinking the Hotep Kool-Aid, honey. He's so funny. He's so charming. Zadia is just literally laughing to herself, singing his praises. And everyone's just like girl are you okay like the call is coming from inside the house um i really hate that they didn't acknowledge that she was talking shit about aisha and her exit interview calling her dense dumb and stupid you were a hater the bottom line you were a hater you were a mean and nasty girl and i'm glad to see you off my goddamn television screen naeem you deserve everything that happens to you with this girl. I know for a fact they are not together. This was all to save face because Zadia knew she was going to look crazy on TV and at this reunion. Moving on. So we get Aisha and Dante's package and how they kind of unexpectedly fell for each other and how they made a connection happen. Baby Cornelius and Camille, they are seething throughout her package, Aisha's package. There's no way this could have been editing. Like... I guess Camille just dislikes the fact that Aisha got a great edit. You know why she got a great edit, Camille? Because she's a great person. You, on the other hand, are T-Rash. Um, Camille and Cornelius, they're just giving a lot of jealousy. I would have thought it would have came more from Zadia and Naeem, but, you know, everybody seems to like the fact that Aisha and Dante came together. Um, Tanika asked them, you know, how y'all been? Are y'all still together? They say that they're still together in that... You know, Dante says their relationship has had its days. It's had its highs and lows, but he is still, he gonna stay beside a child. And Aisha's like, yeah, you know, I'm coming from the perspective of I've been married before. Dante's never been married. So, you know, I allow him and give him space to be with himself, to be to himself, to be a man. And when there's a problem, we gonna leave it and then come back to it. But we will acknowledge it. 
Aisha girl, again, MVP of the season. Nika's asking them about marriage, and I'm just like, are, are, you, are you dumb? Nobody on this show needs to even be thinking about marriage. We barely had any relationships happen, girl. Marriage? No, ma'am. Let, let's just start building the foundation for a solid relationship so that we could probably get to there one day. But right now, nobody on this cast is prepared for marriage at all. I wish she'd stop asking people that low-key. So we're nearing the end of the reunion part two. Tanika says that, you know, this was a season packed to drama, but that there were a lot of love connections found. She asked if anybody on the stage wants to shoot their shot, you know, get a last dig in there. She asked Tyrone. Tyrone says, well, is the host available? <laughs> I was like, okay, Tyrone, Tyrone got some game. Tyrone got some game. It's just... He, he just needs to slow his roll, but he, he got a little bit of gain to see. He was like, girl, get him, get him, Tanika, because he got a good job. Tanika was definitely blushing. I thought that was so cute. I didn't know Tanika was single. I just assumed she had been married. I may have to Google on that girl, Tanika and Tyrone. That could be something cute. But Tanika ends the show by saying she's going to give it back to Tommy. And that is so that Tommy can introduce the next season. All right. So season five of Ready to Love My Thoughts. Y'all, it's been all over social media. The general consensus is that this was a bad season. Um, Casting for the men to me was off and nobody really had any chemistry. Like it was just like leftovers at the end. Although I like Aisha and Dante, I feel like nobody had a true, true, true connection. And I feel like the people there we're a little too passive. Uh, Walter was very passive. Sabrina kept flip-flopping on wanting children and then not wanting them. Um, and like I said, a lot of backstage shenanigans with Corny Corey and him having three love interests. I still don't even know why that happened. I just feel like there was a lot of promise and hope for this DC season and it fucking flatlined. And I think that's why they did this DMV season so damn quick. Like... I think they were filming this concurrently. I don't know how, but I feel like Tommy was in two places at once with how fast the DMV season happened. Like even in the ad, they were saying, you know, we heard y'all feedback. We're not even going to do a casting special. Here's the new season. So yeah, I didn't like the season, you guys. Uh, If I had to rate it, I don't know what I would give it. Um, Maybe a two out of five. Yeah, I didn't really care for the season. Nobody memorable. Just a lot of nasty behaviors and a lot of child childishness. I wish they would have taken the time to cast actual adults who want to fall in love. But thank you guys for hanging with me throughout this season five. I don't care what Owen calls it, season four, whatever. Thank y'all for hanging with me. Thank y'all for allowing me to come in with a little late review. Um, I will be reviewing season six in the Potomac DMV area, honey. Um... Just don't expect the episodes to be up to date, y'all. I got a full-time job. I got other uh, things going on. You know, a girl be sleepy when she get home from work. You know, all that other stuff. Real life happens. And um, I'm going to try to get caught up. I'm just letting y'all know right now. Do not expect up-to-date, ready-to-love recaps for this DMV season, okay? It's going to be a couple days late. uh, A week at the most late until I get caught up in... I want to take my time and enjoy this next season and not be so analytical about it because this DC season was a bust. So I kind of want to enjoy. Okay, I want to watch as a viewer just like y'all. And I think the new cast that they have, they look like they're actually ready for love. So I think it's a different premise as well. 
we're gonna have to see y'all gonna have to wait thank you guys so much for listening to me for the past couple of weeks uh new listeners welcome you know ash and i should be recording an episode soon together so we have that to look forward to but thank you guys so much for hanging with me and speaking back on the spotify questions for ready to love i love y'all i can be found at k-d-a-s-h-d-i-o-r on instagram in the twitter and also if you guys are bookworms or you guys need a good read or a pick from me my bookstagram is at brown sugar bookworm okay we going up jay <laughs> thank you guys for listening and i'll see you next time bye